This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 72 with Kathy Fetke. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobsher here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you so much for spending your time with me again today. I have a fantastic show for you and in today's show, I'm very honored to have one of the top real estate experts on discussing which markets are in a bubble, where it is best to sell and cash in and where we have the best buying opportunities today for investment in property. We're also going to be looking at the vehicles, are apartments still good, What? how about residential, single family, commercial, and we're also going to be looking at the economy as a whole, what would happen if interest rates go up in the real estate market, and much more. I'm very excited to have Kathy Fetke on as my guest today. With a passion for researching and sharing the most important facts on real estate and economics, Kathy is a frequent guest expert on such media as CNN, CNBC, Fox News, NPR, CBS Market Watch, and the Wall Street Journal. She's the author of the number one bestseller, Retire Rich with Rentals, and is the host of The Real Wealth Show, which is a featured podcast on iTunes with listeners in 27 different countries. Kathy received her BA in Broadcast Communications from San Francisco State University and worked in the newsrooms of CNN, Fox, CTV, and ABC7. She's a past president of American Women in Radio and Television. Kathy became a certified personal coach through the Coaches Training Institute in San Rafael, California. In 2001, she took the coaching process to television and produced a cable show called Dream, which followed the process of six people going after their dreams over 90 days. Kathy noticed a theme on her dream coaching show. Most people didn't have time for their dreams when they are spending all of their time at work to make money to pay the bills. Her show sponsor was a real estate expert, and the segments they produced changed her life. After interviewing dozens of real estate millionaires, Kathy discovered their best strategies for creating passive income streams. She and her husband bought numerous investment properties and since then learned the highs and lows of investing that can only come from hands-on experience. She is passionate about learning more and sharing that information with members of the Real Wealth Network and the listeners of the Real Wealth Show. Kathy loves the freedom that real estate investing can bring. Before we are joined by Kathy, please remember to share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. On Twitter, you can tweet me at mclobsher or by email info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. As some of my listeners may know, I live in Newtown, Pennsylvania, a town that is about 45 minutes away from Philadelphia, the birthplace of the United States, the home of the cheesesteak, 
the Rocky Steps, and also the hometown of the beloved founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin believed an investment in knowledge pays the best interest, and early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. The Cashflow Ninja have aligned itself with partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner on it provides supplements, nutrient-dense and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code GETONIT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middlemen. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000, and you do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at CashflowNinjaWealth.com. And our wise partner, Audible, you can download any audiobook for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can download your free audiobook download at CashflowNinjaBook.com. If you wanted to support our show, you can also do your Amazon shopping through our homepage, CashflowNinja.com forward slash Amazon. It doesn't cost you a single cent more and it supports our show. And as we're headed into the holiday season, I really appreciate your support. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja Podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey as an entrepreneur and real estate investor and how you got started in the real estate business? Oh boy, this could take a long time, but I'll try to shorten it. (laughs) So um, it originally started very much by accident. My dad had been on vacation. Um, He was just, just about to retire. He was a dentist. And when he got home from vacation, he ha- he opened up the mail and there was a letter in there saying that the apartment that he had invested in for years, he was just a, a partner and a silent partner, um, had sold and, um, and it had sold four weeks prior and he had been depreciating that building for years. If he didn't exchange it, he would have had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. So he was really freaking out because he was literally just starting to retire and did not um, plan on paying a couple hundred thousand dollars of taxes that was going to really actually may not allow him to retire. So he called me up and, and, uh, not because of that, but then he told me his concerns and I said, well, let me get this straight. I mean, my husband and I had just gotten married. It was in 1997. And, uh, and I said, Oh, so your stress right now is that you need to find a replacement property in two weeks <laughs> yeah, because you had the 45 days to do it. And um, and he's like, yeah. And I said, oh, well, gosh, let me find it. What do you need? And he's like, well, I got to spend at least $500,000 and it needs to be a rental. I said, okay, I'll be your renter. You know, Rich and I just got married. And how about we'll find a property and we'll rent it from you. And that way you can come see it, not stress about it, and we'll take care of it. So he liked that idea, and I went out, and the very first property I saw, I knew it was it. (laughs) So in about an hour later, I called Dad and said, "Uh, problem solved. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Now, can you please tell my listeners a little bit uh, about the Real Wealth Network, and what does your current business model look like for your real estate business, and what value you provide to the marketplace? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, the kind of 
extension of this the story is that house uh, it was a 4,000 square foot home. It had six bedrooms. Um, really wonderful opportunity for my husband and I to start our family. We have two kids. And, um, and then in 2001, well, uh, there, there was kind of some, there was like an in-law unit. So we rented that out to friends. So we kind of had an idea uh, what it was like to be a landlord. Um, but he came home one day from work uh, with tears in his eyes because he had been to the doctor and found out that he had melanoma. They did more testing. It looked like it had spread. And um, and then the doctor actually looked at him and said, you've probably got about six months to live. So here, you know, we were at the top of our game. He had written this book called Extreme Success. Things were going so well. We had this big house, this wonderful family. We'd saved my dad all this money so he could retire. And then, bam, all of a sudden, the blessing of this home turned into a curse because Rich needed to stop working. I was a stay-at-home mom. We had a $4,000 a month payment. How are we going to pay it? So he went... um, you know, basically he went rock climbing one weekend and when he came home, I had every single room in that house rented out except for our bedroom and the kid's bedroom. <laughs> that was five uh, rooms and, and one of them was to four students because they paid $600 each and it was awful. We had to wait in line to go to the bathroom, but we learned uh, that again, this blessing that turned into a curse turned into a blessing again because all of a sudden we understood the power of passive income. And so from there, I made it my goal to study it. How can I do more of it? If the doctor's right, which he was wrong and my husband's as healthy as could be, uh, but if he was right, I didn't want to leave my children and go to work all day. I wanted to be able to be a stay-at-home mom and create more of this passive income. So I had a radio show at the time. I was on KSFO in San Francisco and KNEW. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to use this platform to um, to understand and interview people and find out how they've done it. I want to learn from others. So I would just interview millionaire after millionaire who's living off their passive income to find out how they did it. And I still have that show today on iTunes. Well, that's fantastic, and that's a very that's a core message of our show. So definitely love uh, love that principle. Now, Kathy, you have you're involved in different markets across the country and. Real estate is is local, but you have a very good view over a lot of different markets. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the current state of the real estate market in the United States. What are some of the uh, markets that you think are a little bit overheated and in a bubble? And are there other markets that um, still offer some value for investors? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh <laughs> It all comes down to affordability. If if people can't afford to live somewhere, then prices are going to soften unless you have some kind of outside influence. So in San Francisco, L.A., New York, Miami, the outside influence is foreign investors who don't care about yield. They just want to park their money somewhere in the U.S. where they think it's safe. So uh, prices have gone way beyond affordability because it's not necessarily American money uh, driving those prices up. Um, and so that I would consider a bubble because eventually, you know, it's a stimulus, it's a stimulus and eventually that will end. Um, it could be that those foreign investors, uh, have market crashes in their own homeland and might have to sell, sell those properties or something could happen that would change everything. So if affordability is out of whack, those are areas that just don't make sense, um, to us to invest in them. Whereas the opposite could be true where there's very, very affordable parts of the country um, where there's job growth and population growth, but the home prices haven't caught up with all that growth. Um, so kind of back to my story, 
uh, at the time that all this was happening and when I was interviewing people like Robert Kiyosaki on my show, um, he was saying the question you just asked me, you know, which markets are overheated? And this was 2006. And he said, absolutely, California. Um, it is time to sell. But that doesn't mean the whole country was overheated. And at the time, the opportunity was Texas, uh, which was 26% undervalued. Tons of job growth, population growth, but housing hadn't caught up. So because of having people like Kiyosaki on my, uh, you know, on the Real Wealth Show, I was able to warn people, you know, sell, San Francisco's frothy, sell and exchange that property like I did for my dad, Um, 1031 exchange it to these properties in Texas. And those who listened to me were able to sell at the peak and, you know, triple their cash flow, save their nest egg. And today those properties are worth two, three times what they paid um, 10 years ago. So they cash flowed, but they also got equity growth. So here we are, fast forward 10 years later. It was 2006 then, it's 2016 now, it's almost 2017. And we're seeing a lot of the same dynamics. Um, we're, you know, again, California, very high price, very close to the peak of its cycle. But you've got other parts of the country that are are behaving like Texas did then, where there's job growth, there's there's population growth, but the housing hasn't caught up. And we have a whole list of those cities on our website. There's a bunch of them, uh, but those are the metrics that we look for. That's very interesting. The, so the job growth and the population growth. Now, I've heard you uh, speak to some of the government manipulation in markets too. Of course, the stock market, you and I could probably talk for hours on that. <laughs> um, yeah. And then also the impact on real estate markets. What are some of the uh, government manipulation uh contributing to some of the real estate trends that we see out there? Well, you know, the the bottom line is that, um, you know, we had a massive crash in 2008 that nearly took the entire economy and the world economy down. And the only way that the government knew how to fix that was by pouring money into the economy to, you know, prop it up. And that was through quantitative easing. And while it did, uh, because here we are, um, alive and well, and and there's this exuberance, and people think everything. A lot of people think everything's fine, although the uh, the talk of the presidential election has been a lot about the economy and that it's not fine. Um, so you know, basically, we have a house of cards. We we had the government come in and try to save. Um, save ourselves from reckless debt, you know, basically giving out loans to people who couldn't pay them back. Um, so reckless, reckless lending. And we tried to fix that by with more lending, you know, with, with more fake dollars being thrown into the economy. And that's not going to work. And so basically the, the manipulation that we're experiencing is, um, is just debt. You know, you can feel really rich when you have, um, credit cards or let's say you 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 go and get an equity line on your home and you, you get a hundred thousand dollars equity line and you feel rich but what you forget is you have to pay that back and so right. that's where we're at is a lot of people feel really wealthy but when they look at the house of cards that's based on tremendous debt and we don't have the man- manufacturing and the, the things in place um, that can pay that debt back and and so you know the government doesn't want another recession. And so the only thing it knows how to do is just keep doing that. You know, oh, shoot, we've got to borrow more and then borrow more and then throw more money into the economy. Eventually, there's going to be a recession. And and already right now, as you mentioned, 
um, with the stock market at least 60% overvalued. And when you dive in deeper and see that the only reason anybody's buying anything in the stock market is it's mostly a high percentage of corporations buying their own stock because no one else will, you know? And so that's going to... um, you know, that that can't last forever. And so, you know, the government's been trying to put off an, a recession that's looming, and it could be a big one. And that would affect real estate. So people need to be very careful with any investment, with anything they're doing with their money, and, and with any decisions made, there has to be the consideration that there could be a pretty major recession around the corner. No, I agree with you. Your analysis on the stock market, too, when I looked at that, and saw all of the corporate lending to and the share buybacks from within side. I mean, this was called market manipulation and, and market fixing in the 80s and 90s. But it's pretty acceptable behavior now. And also the mergers and acquisitions, actually. I mean, it just you just see the one merger uh, after another mm-hmm. and uh, corporate buyout. And to your point now with the real estate stuff too, just from an economic standpoint, what do you think is going to happen when rates go up? We keep hearing this. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, there's there's a problem with the economy if everybody's nervous about a point two five rate hike. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very yeah. healthy if that's if that's a concern. What do you see when this eventuality happens and the uh, you know the party's over and it's time to sober up? Well, you know, let's face it. Um, if 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 rates go up, uh, we are going to see that recession, because when you're this much in debt, um, any even the slightest increase in interest rate will take you down. You know, and so you know we have twenty trillion dollars in debt, and nobody nobody want, we can't even pay the interest on it, let alone at a higher interest rate. So, but the truth is that interest rates should go up and we do need to have this recession. And um, it, so will somebody have the courage to be that president who who topples, you know, right. <laughs> this house of cards? And they don't want to. Nobody wants that responsibility. Um, I mean, just last December, finally, after nearly a decade, the Fed raised rates by, like you said, a quarter percent just to save face, just to let people know it's okay. And guess what? We had a stock market crash um, that quickly recovered, um, you know, because the Fed said, well, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> for a little while. I mean, they keep say, you know, they keep saying, threatening that they're going to. But if they do it in December, then just hold tight because there will likely be another stock market crash. Uh, I don't want to say crash, but tumble um, that could turn into a crash if, you know, if, if something else, if there's not more manipulation. Yeah, exactly. As far as real estate, are you, because you've invested in single family and, and dif- different real estate projects. If we're looking at opportunities right now, are apartments good, commercial, single family? Um, what type of properties and uh, do you see a lot of opportunity in? Well, you're going to love this answer because it's like the title of your show. You know, you got to be a cash flow ninja, basically. Um, yeah, you do. I mean, you know, it, you just need to look at today as if it were 2006. And, you know, go back to your 2006 self and say, you know, what would what advice would you give yourself? What would you have done differently knowing that 2008 was around the corner? You know, and that's where we're at. And so... 
I'll give you the, the best example I can give you is my mom's pastor. Here's a guy doing what he loves, you know, preaching, preaching the Bible and not making a lot of money doing that. But, you know, 30 years ago, he moved to a different church. They, he and his wife owned a home. They didn't, they couldn't sell it. It was a down market. So they rented it out and they bought a house at the new church where they were moved to. And then they both realized, well, this is pretty cool. We have two houses now and one is being paid off by somebody else. So they decided to take their pastor's salary and keep doing that, saving enough money to buy another house, another rental property every year till he had 10. So after 10 years of being a pastor, he owed 10, owned 10 homes with just, you know, 20% down on each of those homes on a pastor's salary. Well, when he was ready to retire um, 30 years later, guess what? It was 2008. Now, you had a whole lot of people who were retiring in 2008, but most of them didn't get to retire because their money was in the stock market and their money was gone. Whereas this pastor... Um, you know, he was ready to retire. And what did he have? He had 10 homes paid off, all cash flowing. In fact, he got a raise because so many people lost their homes during that time that they had to rent. So there was a demand for rentals, a strong demand, which drove prices up. So he actually made more money um, during retirement while most people were getting nothing and couldn't retire. Now, because those properties were in California and prices, you know, values went down in half. So let's say, each of those properties was worth two fifty each, so he had a two and a half million dollar portfolio as a, you know, totally paid off as a as a pastor, you know, um, and maybe during that uh, that real estate crash, that portfolio went down to a million. Maybe it went down to a million. Maybe he lost a million dollars in equity, but did he care? Not at all. He wasn't selling, you know, he was just collecting the cash flow. So, you know, that's that's how you prepare. You buy properties that cash flow and that, you know, where people will be able to continue to pay you you rent even during a downturn. So I wouldn't buy properties where the, the local tenants would have anything to do with the stock market because we know a crash is coming. So you'd want to buy properties that are more near manufacturing and things that, you know, that people producing things that people need. Um, even during a recession. Yeah, I like, as you mentioned earlier in the show, the, the job growth and the population growth, too, those those two areas especially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Kathy, were there any mentors that you've learned from on your journey, and, and what were some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from those mentors on your journey? Oh, my gosh. I've had so many. I've, I've been so blessed because of my show and the fact that, you know, I have a – the the real wealth network you'd asked about that earlier it's still today is is an opportunity to learn i still invite people to come speak who can tell us what's going on you know and and uh, what opportunities exist in in today's market so um you know i i am optimistic that there is tremendous opportunity if you know how to understand what's coming and you can know the basics about the economy and but when it when it comes to mentors hey, listen i've got them every day every single day on my show i'm talking to people like you i'm surrounding myself having monthly meetings and events where we bring in people real investors nobody's selling boot camps they are uh, coming in and tell us telling us what they're doing and where they're investing and and how we can you know do the same no that's great now Doing my research for our talk, you've also given some fantastic advice for married couples that's starting to invest together, and in this case, real estate. What uh, are some advice that you can give married couples when they start out on their journey in investing? 
Oh my gosh, it would be the same thing I would say if you were a Republican talking to a Democrat today. If you're <laughs> if you're a Trump fan talking to a Hillary fan or a Bernie fan, it's the same thing. Listen to each other, respect each other. You know, just because somebody has one belief that's different than your own doesn't mean that you can blast them on Facebook and say not mean things. And I know people who aren't talking to each other because of this election. Um, so, you know, it's the same when you're doing business together. You are probably opposites. That's, you know, opposites attract. So one of you is probably an analyst and the other one is probably the risk taker. And you can get in fights about that or you can stop and say, Tell me your concerns and you tell me your concerns and let's talk. So Rich and I finally got to a place where he is the analyst and I'm the jump in and let's figure it out person. And he would frustrate me because he'd slow me down and I'd frustrate frustrate him because he wasn't ready to do the things I wanted to do, you know. And so we learned what, uh, you know, how can we help each other? I need him to slow me down and he needs me to speed him up. You know, Uh, he wouldn't buy a single thing and I'd probably screw everything up if I didn't have him to slow me down. So we just learn to work together and, you know, give him the data he needs. And then once he's got the data, let me move forward on it. You know? No, that's really good advice. Now, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skills. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Mm, That's a great question. Uh, We sort of by accident got into land development. Um, As I said, we know our Real Wealth Network and the Real Wealth Show took off because I wasn't apparently the only person who wanted to understand passive income. And so we got ourselves up to 24,000 investors. And about in 2010, I had uh, one of our members say, oh, you got to meet this developer. He's been finding all these, um, you know, foreclosed developments and land deals and stuff that are so cheap, but they just need the capital. And, uh, and so I sent out an email and I raised $3 million in one email and, and I thought, Oh boy, um, I'm onto something here. Yeah. And so I had to learn, um, syndications, how to raise money, how to be compliant with the SEC. Um, and now we're doing so much land development that, you know, I, I need to understand that. So I've been studying a lot about, um, you know, just the process of entitlement, even though I only work with developers who have 40 years experience, it's still important for me to understand working with a lot of attorneys to, uh, truly understand the crowdfunding and, and the rules of the SEC to, to make sure we're doing it right. Very interesting. It's it's amazing how one thing leads to another, right? Yes. You, you touch on this one thing and you just, <laughs> you, you send out an email and the next thing, it's a, it's a whole process that starts. Um, <laughs> as far as the land de- developments, just for uh, for curiosity's sake, um, what kind, what markets are you guys doing some land developments in? Well, like I said, in something like that where I'm I'm not a developer and I don't have 40 years experience, I'm going to do what I've done since I started, which is um, learn from those who have done it many times and many times successfully. So um, we work with developers who, like I said, have 30 to 40 years track record developing. They've been through different market cycles they understand. So they look for a lot of the same things we look for, a strong economy, demand for, um, you know, for housing. If if you don't have jobs and you, you don't have demand for housing, then you can't, you shouldn't be flipping or building or buying land or anything like that. So 
Um, one of the markets that we're super excited about is Reno, Nevada, because that's where the new Tesla plant is. Tesla has just optioned more land, and they're actually considering not just building the um, the batteries there, but also building the cars uh, because they have like, oh, I don't know, they have like 750,000 um, um uh, reservations for their car. I could be off on that number. It was a huge number. And and so Reno is just growing like crazy, but it's not just Tesla. Google's moved up there. Amazon's moved up there. Switch just put in a huge um, center there. It, there's so much growth. The, the actual university there in Reno is creating a um, new curriculum for, for people to understand how to, how to have these jobs. So massive growth. And and that's one of our hot markets. We're also in Tampa. There, you know, t- Florida is growing quickly because there's ten thousand baby boomers retiring every day. So we love um, both single family rentals and development in Tampa. And then, believe it or not, we're doing a bit in the San Francisco Bay Area. Even though I say it's it's bubblicious and frothy, and I wouldn't ever do a buy and hold there. We are doing quick entitlement projects where we'll, we'll find a commercial building or an industrial building that could be re-entitled to residential. And if we can get that done in a year or two, uh, then we we will. And the returns have been just like, wow, mind-blowing. Very, very interesting. Now, Kathy, a core message in our show is to leave our families and communities in the world a better place than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? That is such a great question. Um, You know, first and foremost, I couldn't agree with you more having your core values. So, you know, one of my core values is to, um, you know, is to have your priorities straight and to really understand what, what you love and do that uh, because life is short. We have a limited amount of time. There's plenty of money, unlimited amounts of money, but a very finite amount of hours that you have to enjoy this world. So do it, enjoy it, follow your bliss. And in the meantime, you know, if you can create assets that pay you to go enjoy your bliss, then by all means do that. Um, but, you know, really coming down to the core values of love, forgiveness, understanding, uh, uh, compassion. Fantastic. This would be the big ones, yeah. Are there any books that you would recommend to my listeners? Well, mine. <laughs> I've got a book, Retire Rich with Rentals. It's on Amazon, and that will be – it's a super simple read for um, owning single-family rental homes. But the book that changed my life was The Science of Getting Rich. I, of course, I loved Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but The Science of Getting Rich just shifted something in me where I wasn't um, – I didn't have all that religious – stuff around you know money being evil it just completely shifted it and uh and i became excited and uh, about being able to make money and doing good things with it yeah that's a fantastic recommendation uh kathy how can my audience learn more about you and your company your podcast and your book and stay in form of all the projects that you're involved with Sure. Our website is realwealthnetwork.com. That's real as in real estate, wealth as in your money, and network as in the kind of network we have nationwide to help people buy fully turnkey properties in the best markets. They're all rented, rehabbed, and ready to go. Um, So realwealthnetwork.com. Membership is free, and our members actually don't have to 
there, there's no extra charge through going through us. It's actually the property providers who give us a referral fee. So um, out of, out of the regular commission, so it's free to join, and we have regular events tours to the different properties and tons of education uh, for new investors at realwealthnetwork.com. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, for for listeners out there, there are so many valuable, uh, just so much information on there. So great educational source if you want to learn more about real estate investing. Kathy, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value. Uh, I had a fantastic time and had a blast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest, Kathy Fetke on the Cashflow Ninja podcast today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with friends, family, and your network. I've really been humbled by your support and feedback, guys. I sincerely appreciate all those emails that come every week, and I respond to them in person. So if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Don't forget to take advantage of the offers from our partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner, Honor, provides supplements, nutrient-dense and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code GETONIT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middleman. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000 and do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at CashflowNinjaWealth.com. And don't forget our wise partner, Audible. You can download your free audiobook download from Audible when you try Audible for 30 days. You can grab your free audiobook download at CashflowNinjaBook.com. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. 
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.